welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I've built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What is up, my people, and welcome back to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I am Annie, your host, and today we're starting off a new season, a season, a season that I want to dedicate to the talk of relationships. Dating, romantic, not romantic, relationship with yourself. Um, I really want to kind of explore those topics a little bit more and dive into that. So we're going to have some really good guests in this season. A lot of good talks, I think. I am really excited about some of the episodes I have in store for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I think relationships is a topic that we all can relate to. And I also think it's something that we all think about quite often, right? We're worried about what other people think of us or how our relation, our romantic relationship is going. If you're dating, dating is, is just a freaking clusterfuck these days. It's part of my French. I don't know, but I, I want to focus on relationships and I'm excited to really dive in the first, actually, I think I'm like starting from the, starting from the negative side, but we're going to be talking about getting over heartbreak and recovering from breakups from heartache from heartbreak and uh, if you guys don't know if this is your first time in the podcast or maybe you're just a recently new listener welcome first off I love you I'm happy you're here reach out to me on Instagram I'd love to hear if you just recently started listening I always love getting to know you guys a little bit better so DM me on Instagram at it's Annie Graft or at let's get in comfy podcast I'd love to hear from you guys but Uh, If you are new here or don't know a little bit about my story, I'm going to give you guys a little background. About a year and a half ago, I was engaged and I decided to walk away from my engagement from my now ex-fiance two weeks before our, what was supposed to be our wedding day. And I packed the car on a Tuesday. I put the dogs in there and I drove 18 straight hours to one of my best friend's house and stayed in her guest room for (laughs) a few weeks. And it was hands down the hardest thing I've ever done. But it was also hands down the best thing that I've ever done. And it's given me that decision, that hard decision to end something that wasn't for me, that wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It was not for me. It was not making me happy. That decision to end that was so hard, but that that decision gave me the life that I now live and the life that I now love. And it has opened my eyes to so many things in life, so many things about myself. It just, it's, it was so hard. If you guys have ever gone through something like that, you know how hard that is. But whether or not you're the person calling off the relationship or not, breakups hurt. And, you know, I think it's just that 
the the fact that you know you're with someone and i think for the most part at people you know that you're my age i'm 26 and anywhere from like you know 20 to 40 i think if you're seeing some i mean and 20 and above honestly maybe 21 22 i think like you know the reason that we date is because we we want that person to be in our lives right and especially if you're with somebody you look over at that person and you expect for them to be in your life then all of a sudden one day whether or not it's your decision they're not in your life like it's hard and it's it's takes time to make an adjustment and so I have had a lot of DMs. I I haven't really talked a lot about my breakup on Instagram. I kind of use this platform a little bit more to to speak on those kind of more personal things, right? But I've had a lot of people DM me and we've chatted and I've talked to a lot of people about breakups and about, you know, how to get over that and, you know, how I've come so far in the last year and a half. If you guys have followed a little bit about my journey, like, I don't know, the life I live now and kind of like the person I've fallen into I is so much more myself and happy and thriving. And I just feel, you know, much more aligned. And and it's taken me time to get there. Okay. It's taken me time. But I've had people ask, you know, how and, you know, did it did it hurt? And was it hard? And, you know, what did that journey look like? And and so today I wanted to share, obviously you guys see the title of the episode, but today I wanted to share eight things I now know about recovering from a heartbreak. And I just want to preface also that every heartache, heartbreak, breakup is going to look different. My breakup and my journey through breakup is not going to be the exact same as yours. And and so I just want to start off by saying that these eight things that I'm going to talk about today, they're very, they're not super specific, but they're things that I experienced and things that I you know, believe helped me through the process and things I want to share with you guys. And so you don't have to take every single piece of advice that I give. I just encourage you guys to take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But, you know, if you're going through this journey, maybe you're not going through a breakup. Maybe you're just in a change of life, right? You know, you're in a pivoting season or whatever. Maybe you know somebody who is going through a breakup or a hard time, you know, uh, send them this episode. I love when you guys send around my episodes. It really, you know, it helps the podcast grow. It helps people hear, you know, the amazing things we're talking about on this podcast, I think. And so anyway, I just encourage you guys to listen with an open mind and hopefully it resonates. And and honestly, I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to just dive, dive on into it. Okay. Okay. The first thing I learned in this journey is that it's okay if it takes longer than you expect to heal. Uh, And the reason that I start with this is because when I first was going through my breakup, I had it in my mind that when you break up with somebody, it's, you know, and it's the right thing, it's supposed to feel right. I, I was supposed to feel calm and clarity and peace and like just this overwhelming sense of like, yeah, this is okay, you know, or like this is, it's going to be okay. And I did not feel that way for a long time. Okay. So let me explain this to you guys. And you know, if you're listening and you're going through this right now, like I'm sure somebody out there can relate, but you know, I broke up with my ex and I was unwell for a long time of, of many weeks. Okay. And I was so hard on myself. I was so hard. And I was staying at my friend's house. I was staying in her guest room for a few weeks. And I remember, I think it was like, I don't even know, like the first week, second week, I was like, okay, this makes sense. It's okay that I'm in this like, you know, rut and I can't fucking get out of bed and I can't, I can't 
do anything without thinking of him. And I, I'm, you know, I think I made a mistake and, oh my God, I miss him. And I want to go back to him and all this sort of stuff. Right. And I felt so guilty and wrong for feeling that way. Um, I was hurt. I was heartbroken. I was like mourning. I was like, you know, I was maybe even in, I was thinking I was regretting what I did and, uh, of breaking up with him. Um, that's what I mean by that. And I thought that I was going to be healed like that same day. Like I legitimately thought I was like, if this was the right thing, like I would be healed by now. Like I would, I would be happy. Like I'd be able to like go on about my life and I'm, I'm going to be thriving tomorrow. And, and that's not what it looked like. Like it's not at all what it looked like for me, you know, and especially people out there, maybe you're going through a really serious breakup or, you know, someone in your life walked out or whatever happened. Um, it's okay if it takes you longer than you originally planned or anticipated to be okay, to, to feel okay. I remember this so distinctly. I, for some reason thought, like I said, I thought that it was, it was just gonna be okay. Like the next day. And it wasn't, I was unwell for, for weeks. Okay. And I remember snapping at, at my best friend whose house I was staying at. And I remember being like, Oh my God, if I'm this unwell, if I'm this like sad and depressed and like shaken up and like missing him and all these things, like if, if I feel this way, then maybe I made a wrong decision. And she kept saying, you know, like, give it another week, give it another week, give it another week. And I remember it was week seven after I'd broken up with him. And I was now renting a house like in, I was in Houston at the time and I was trying to feel okay, but I wasn't. And I was sitting on her couch one day and I was like, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I need to go back to him. Maybe I'm supposed to be with him. Maybe I can work it out. Maybe things will get better. Maybe you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not okay. And she was like, give yourself time. And I snapped at her and I was like, what do you mean time? It's been seven weeks. What, how much more time? And she just goes like sheepishly, like maybe it takes eight weeks. And the funny thing is like, we tell this story all the time, like me and her, um, we'll joke about it because it really was that eighth week that I started to feel just a little better. No, I was not healed, guys. I, you know, it's been a year and a half now. And I think, I think at about what probably when I like moved to Dallas, honestly. So last January is when I really was like, I'm good. Like I'm thriving. I feel good. I feel happy. I'm starting over. I'm making new friends. Like it, but it took a long time, right? That's uh, from July till January, right? And that eighth week was when I first just started to kind of feel okay. And so this is just the first thing that I just, I wish I would have known. I wish I would have just been more patient with myself, just that it's going to take time and it's a journey. And, you know, when you get so used to somebody being in your life and also they're not in your life, it's going to be hard and it's going to hurt and it's going to take time and it's going to be different. And you're going to have to relearn things and unlearn things. And, you know, it's a journey. Okay. So I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse or anything, but give yourself time and be okay with it. There is no timeline of healing. There's no timeline of when you're supposed to be okay. Uh, it's different for everyone. First off, you know, I, I know people who have gone through a really hard breakup and, and they are hundred percent okay the next day. Right. But I just would encourage you if you guys are in this situation to just really listen to how you're feeling and honor your feelings, honor your emotions and sit in it for a little bit. I know that I think sitting in it and understanding that I was feeling the way I was feeling 
was really important to my entire healing journey. Okay. Number two is people want to be there for you. So let them, especially when you are going through a breakup, right? So the person that you used to go to for comfort, for sympathy, for, you know, that shoulder to cry on, that person's no longer there. And it can be weird to have to go rely on other people for a change. And I know for me, like maybe this is something that maybe some of you will relate to, maybe some of you won't. I would rather shut down and block people out than like ask for help. I don't know. It's it's a thing I'm working on in therapy. Okay, guys. But I do that all the time. I block people out. I I literally ghost people. I just, I ignore them. I shut them out of my life. I think that I can just figure it out on my own. I've done this to my family. I've done this to some of my best friends. I've, I do this to people when I'm not okay. And that's why this is number two is, you know, I wish I could tell myself people want to be there for you. They want to help you through this. They want to talk through it with you. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that the majority of people listening, you have a circle you have a circle of people that you can lean on, right? And maybe you don't even, maybe they're not your BFFL. Maybe it, you don't have your mom there for you. But maybe, you know, that acquaintance that you've kind of talked to about, you know, you never know. Sometimes you really can lean on people who maybe you don't think that you can. But I, I would just tell myself and I would tell you guys out there, like, don't try to get through it on your own. Humans are supposed to be with humans. I fully believe that. And I'm like an extrovert to the freaking nines, but I still, I shut people out when I'm hurting and when I'm struggling. And I like to think that I can, you know, heal all on my own and do it all on my own, but there's so much healing in talking through it with somebody in having someone there for you in allowing people to, you know, see and hear what you're going through, right? I think there's a lot of healing in letting it out and not just, you know, being the tough girl, the tough guy. So lean on people. And sometimes trauma and hard situations that actually is a catalyst for companionship and for relationship and to get closer to other people around you. So you just never know what can come out of that. But I I struggled with this at first while I was going through my breakup, I I kind of shut people out. And um, eventually, and now I've gotten better at it, but eventually I started to let people in and I started to, you know, let that happen. And that was a game changer for me. Okay. Number three is the quote or the, the statement, focus on you is the worst statement to hear, but it's the absolute truth. Okay. I don't know about you guys. If you've ever gone through a breakup, you know, what people always say is like, just focus on yourself. Just like do your thing. Just worry about yourself. Like, you know, date yourself, all that sort of stuff. Guys, I cannot tell you how frustrating that statement used to make me. I used to think about that statement and be like, what the fuck does that even mean? How do I focus on myself? I can't get through five seconds without thinking about this person, right? I'm, I don't know, maybe that's just me. But when I was going through my heartbreak, it's like I literally couldn't function. I couldn't do anything without thinking about this person. And it hurt. And it hurts that thinking about somebody who's now no longer in your life and who you're supposed to now just get on without. And so that statement, focus on you, it sucks. 
Uh, and I'm going to kind of explain a little bit about like how I've really done that later down in these bullet points, <laughs> but just understand that that is the truth. You know, dating yourself is so important. It's been one of my favorite aspects of this whole healing journey is figuring out like who the hell Annie is without somebody standing by my side, you know, and doing the things I want to do. So when it, when I say focus on yourself and what I've come to realize what that means is, is, you know, do the things that literally make you happy. When you're in a relationship, there's a lot of compromising going on. There's making sacrifices. There's, you know, okay, hey, well, we did what I wanted to do last night. So we'll do what you want to do tonight or whatever, whatever. That might be a shitty example, but you know what I mean? Well, now when you're single, you can do what you want to do. And I just remember feeling like there was so much freedom. I was like overwhelmed with the amount of freedom I had, but focusing on myself and just thinking and sitting back and being like, really seriously, what do I want to do? Like, what would make me happy right now? What did I used to do just for fun? What, like, what makes me smile? What makes me laugh? What, what can I do for me, for Annie, right? And that, once I started falling into that, I started first off learning so much about myself, just reconnecting with different sides of myself that I forgot and didn't know were there. And, and so, yeah, like I just, that, that idea of focusing on yourself, I know that that can be like a, a phrase that just gets overused, especially going through a breakup. But once I really dove into that, it really was something that helped me so much in the course of this, these last, you know, months. Number four is it's okay to explore other people and other relationships. And maybe I'm alone on this one. I don't really know. But when I first got out of my relationship, I have been in a relationship for like five years. And then before that, I was, I was dating someone. Like I've always been a relationship person. I've had, you know, three, four serious, three, yeah, I guess three serious relationships and serious, quote unquote. Obviously, they got more serious the older I got, but I felt guilty, you know, talking to other people or like, I felt like not that I was doing something wrong, but I was just like, oh my God, do I even want to do this? Like, and this is kind of the opposite of my last bullet point of like date yourself, but like dating around is okay. And actually it's what's going to help you find out so much about yourself. And they're actually, there's another point that I want to make about this later, but Getting to know other people and other relationships can actually help you learn about yourself. And so, you know, I just, I would say just like, don't hesitate on that. Like if you feel the desire to get to know somebody, do it. Life is too short not to. It really is. And so I don't know, again, I don't know if I'm alone on that one, but getting to know other people, exploring other relationships. There was a thing for me. Okay. So this is, this is something is like, you know, I had a relation, a kind of a relationship sort of thing happen. This was before my, you know, five-year relationship. And once I got out of, once I was going through this breakup, you know, I started, you know, rekindling friendships, things that had fallen through throughout the years, whatever, whatever, and started talking to people that I was like, oh my God, I, I don't even know if I have an interest here, but I'm going to just, you know, see, see how this feels. And certain things, you know, felt, yeah, oh my God, I, I'm surprising myself that this feels right. This feels good. And then also I'm surprising myself that this is actually not right. And this is actually not the person I want to get closer to. And, you know, this is not the friendship that I want to have or the relationship that I want to have. Right. So this breakup season, you know, I think it's important to explore yourself and get to know yourself, but explore other people. Okay. Number, so what is that? One, two, three, four. Number five 
is travel alone, live alone, exist alone. And honestly, this is one of my biggest tips. It might seem really specific to me and my life, but something that I've done in this breakup journey is has been traveling alone. I've traveled alone now multiple times and I absolutely think it's something everybody needs to do. And if you can't travel alone to another country, traveling alone internationally was the, has always been something I loved. I mean, I studied abroad and, but when I did it this year and I went to Greece, I legitimately, it was such an amazing experience, um, such a learning moment. And I think there's just something about traveling alone that, you know, you're able to be freer. It's, it's this weird thing where like, while I was in Greece, like you're alone. So there's nobody there to like tie you down or to influence what you want to do or where you want to go. And it's, it's kind of intimidating almost like, like I said earlier, like overwhelming freedom kind of, but then you start to figure out, you're like, okay, wait, now I really have to listen to like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? What do I want to eat for dinner? You know, what do I want to go explore? Who do I want to talk to? You know, and this might sound crazy, but it's like, what personality do I want to be, right? You can kind of fall into whoever you want to be on this trip, which I think is really liberating and also a really awesome experience to just be able to like live into that, not fantasy, but like have you ever just wanted to like be someone else, you know? And I'm not saying like, (laughs) I don't know if this is going to make me seem just like a psycho, but I swear, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I kind of want to like dress this way. You know, maybe you want to dress a different way. Maybe you want to act a different way. Like, I don't know. Almost like try on different personalities. Like I think traveling and being alone can give you so much opportunity to learn new things, experience new things, um, and do it without judgment. Now, nobody's going to be there to judge you, but don't judge yourself. You know, don't judge what your heart wants in that moment. Do it. Go for it. Learn how to follow the heart tugs in a different country, in a different state, around different people, being around people you have no idea, right? Like, I don't know. I just think it's so freeing. And I think it's one of the things I've done that I just would recommend to everybody, especially going through a breakup, is traveling alone, living alone too. So that was kind of like this bullet point was like travel alone, live alone, living alone. So I went from, and this can be, maybe this is kind of specific to my situation as well. So I was living with my ex and we had lived together for at that point, like three years, I think three. Yeah. Three years. And I almost forgot how I, I, I really didn't even know how to live alone. And so this year and a half of like living alone, doing my own thing again, it's about finding yourself. It's about like really being attuned and not like being distracted with other people and roommates and what other people want to do and what are they doing and what do you want to watch and what do you want to eat, but like not judging yourself and really listening to what it is you want, what your heart wants, what your brain wants. You know, if you want to, I walk around naked all of the time, which is just freeing. It lets me just like be with my body, right? Again, maybe I sound like a psychopath. I don't know. It's okay. I'm just saying it how it is, saying what I feel on this podcast here. But living alone, I think has also been really great. Obviously, I know I'm blessed personally to be able to afford living alone in Dallas in a beautiful apartment that I have. And that's been such a blessing. And I'm so grateful for that you know, the fact that I have that opportunity, I know not everybody does. So, you know, if you don't have the means to obviously, like I said at the beginning, you know, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. But if you do, as scary as it might be, 
living alone has taught me a lot and it's been a really good experience. Uh, okay. Now the next one, number six is the fact that with growth comes mind changes and pivoting is okay. This is something that took me a little bit to figure out on this whole journey, this whole breakup journey. I think when you're with somebody and hopefully I can find the right words to explain what I mean here, but when you're with somebody, it's almost like it's hard to change your mind, right? Because somebody else there is like holding you accountable. Somebody is there is like maybe relying on a certain decision. Somebody else, you know, it's not just you. And so going through this breakup journey, I kind of had to realize that it's okay if my mind changes. You know, if I want to do a certain thing and then I change my mind, actually, no, I don't. Pivoting. Okay. Actually, I thought I wanted my life to go in this direction, but I want to pivot. I want to make a complete hard right. And I want to actually do this other thing, right? When you're alone and when you're going through this journey, like I think at first I I judged myself. I got really down on myself being like, you know, why, why do I have no motivation when it comes to this certain thing? I used to think that that's all I wanted, you know, in life. And turns out I, I changed my mind, right? Not changed my mind, but I just started to feel a different way. But learning to accept that and, and not judge yourself, I think was a huge part of that journey for me. You know, being okay with pivoting. I talked about it on my last episode about like, you know, a mentally strong person is somebody who can like, you know, pivot and be okay with it and understand that change happens. I think in this breakup journey, I've really learned that and I've really experienced that and had to understand, again, it kind of all just comes down to the thing of like, you know, hey, if your heart's not calling you to do that thing anymore, it's okay to walk away from that thing. You know, when you do that in a breakup, when you think, you know, if you're the person doing the breaking up, you think, you know, at one point I I did think I wanted this for my life and now I don't. I think that first decision kind of paves the way for you to think, you know, what else in my life maybe do I not want or is not a priority anymore or right now? Having seasons of priorities is okay. And so this is something I, I would tell myself because again, it's like that judgment gets you. I, I used to judge myself all the time thinking like, oh my God, no, I'm supposed to do this or this is the direction I that's already paved and this is what's meant to be, right? Like, no, if it doesn't feel right, you can walk away from it and just accepting that. Okay. Number seven, we're coming on here to the end. Number seven. And I love this one. This has been one of the best things that I've learned in this whole breakup, single journey, singlehood journey, whatever you want to call it. This is something actually that I realized upon with my therapist and I will share it with you guys. It's that for me, at least again, this could be super specific. I don't know. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Dating doesn't have to be about finding the one, okay? It can be about finding what you're even looking for in the one, okay? Here's what I mean by that is after you get out of a relationship, especially if you were in a long-term relationship, you have to realize again like, okay, hold on. Let's go back to square one. What do I want in a relationship? And sometimes, at least for me, it was hard to define that. Uh, you know, I thought I knew what I wanted, but then I'd encounter it and be like, wait, actually, this is not it, you know? And so I, at the start of this whole being single journey, and especially being 26, uh, living in a big city, dating apps, all this sort of stuff, dating was really frustrating for me because I started and I, you know, I'd talk to somebody, think I'm vibing out with this person and then, you know, heel swerve, like 
skirt, skirt, uh, ghosted, or all of a sudden I got the ick or whatever. And I'd be really down to myself about this, about like, oh my God, like, wow, am I ever going to find the one? Because I, I thought that's what I was doing at first when I was dating. I was like looking for the one, you know, getting to know people and, you know, whatever. But ultimately I was like, you know, that's what I'm looking for. However, what I've realized and what gives me more comfort in dating recently is being okay with the fact that I am dating, I'm going on dates, I'm meeting people, I'm, you know, connecting with people, meeting people in person, whatever. And not every person that I am enjoying or, you know, spending time with has to be a prospect of the one, you know, it can be a process of being like, okay, you know, I'm dating and I I realize that I really like this certain trait. I like this quality. I actually really don't like this. This is a big no for me. This is a boundary. This is a red flag for me. But you're not going to realize those things if like you're just dating to find the one based off of the image you had of the one leaving your prior relationship. Does that make sense? Like I think with breakup comes growth and comes a lot of realization. And obviously, you know, that's what I've been doing this whole year and a half is like just this self-discovery journey. But like I've realized going on dates, meeting people, I've realized some things that I really want in a person. And and it was not on the forefront of my mind, you know, six months ago. But now it's something like, okay, you know what? Yes, that is a quality that's a, you know, a hard yes for me. Or Hey, I thought this was going to be okay for me, but this is actually a huge red flag for me. And and again, just allowing yourself to figure that out again because getting out of a relationship, you might have to shake things up. You might <laughs> I know for me, I was like, what the heck? I thought this was my person. Now, now who's my person, right? Like now what's it going to look like? What is that going to be like? And so dating helps you find that. Uh and so don't judge yourself for not finding the one while you're dating. You know what I mean? Don't put pressure on it. Don't put a timeline to it, right? Don't worry about how old you are or or whatever. Like it's going to come when you're ready, A. And it's also going to come, I think, when you don't put pressure on it. Honestly, I think when you put pressure on a relationship or a person, you almost just like push them away even more. And that's what I've kind of experienced. But if you are enjoying someone, just enjoy them, right? Don't put pressure on it. Don't, you know, put pressure of the whole, the one on it. I don't know. That's just, I obviously that's just my perspective on dating. And it's actually funny. I'm, you know, we're kind of ending this podcast here. I've got one more, but my friend Hayden and I, we are going to be doing a podcast on dating in your 20 somethings and all of the things I'm dating. So we'll go more into this on that episode. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really funny, but also fun and, you know, a good conversation. Anyway, though, that is number seven. Number eight, last but not least, number eight is spend time on friendships. Okay. This is one of like the most important things I've done over the course of the last year and a half has been to focus on me. Yes. hundred percent. But focus on friendships. I think sometimes in relationships, we focus so much on the relationship itself, family, whatever that is, future plans, all the stuff that sometimes our relationships with our friends gets put on the back burner. You know, sometimes we do that and we think, oh, well, friends are always going to be there. Or, you know, I got nothing to worry about. Or, you know, she knows that we're besties. Like, it's fine if we don't talk all the time or see each other all the time, right? Which, granted, yes, true. I love those types of friends, people that, you know, you haven't seen in a year, but you see them again and it's like no time has passed, you know, love that. 
However, really prioritizing friendships in a time of heartbreak and and breakups, like I think there's so much to be said about that. Um, And I have met my, some of my best friends and it's so crazy to say, but in this last year and a half, by just dedicating this year to focusing on myself and making girlfriends, I seriously have found the best girlfriends in this amazing group of women and some connections and just good ass friendship connections that I definitely didn't have before. But it was because that was my priority, right? I was like, you know what? I'm making girlfriends. I never really had a large circle of girlfriends. I've never really been like a girl's girl. I've always kind of, you know, hung with the guys or just had like a friend or two, you know, but really focusing on being like, you know, I want to create a group. I want to cultivate a group of like women that love each other and support each other and don't that aren't judgmental and are fun, but they work hard, but we can have serious conversations, but we can joke around. Like finding those friendships is so important. Like it's almost for me, like I haven't really had a huge emphasis on dating, you know, this year. I mean, I've, I've been doing it, you know, meeting people, whatever, but like, it's been more on just like, I want to focus on my girlfriends and I want to focus on me. And, you know, if someone comes along in the meantime, cool. Awesome. If not, cool, awesome. I'm going to be with my girls. You know what I mean? And, you know, these friendships that I'm making in this time, like these are friendships that are going to last, you know, I I truly believe going to be lasting friendships. And uh, we all know, you know, there's a season of friendships for sure, but, you know, it just feels like something like friendships I've made in this season, completely different than friendships I've made while I've been in a relationship, you know, it's just interesting. So those are my eight things in recovering from a breakup, eight things that I now know. And moral of the story, like I'm going to put a little, you know, let's try to tie a bow on this ramble, this little rant (laughs) I just had. Moral of the story, guys, is breakups are hard and it physically hurts. I don't know. I'm definitely not alone on that one. If you've ever gone through, you know, a breakup, doesn't even matter how long you're with that person, but it hurts. And that's okay it's okay. You're going to get through it. You're going to grow. You're going to learn about yourself, but like only if you decide that that's what you're going to do. I think this journey has just been so growth oriented for me because I really decided to take the time to make it so, right? Not rushing to just find a person because I hated being lonely. Uh, Being lonely, especially out of relationship, is uncomfortable, right? Like we're talking about getting uncomfy here, right? It's uncomfy being alone. I know I wasn't comfortable with it for a while, but I have come to love it and I've come to love myself in a way that I never have. I've learned so much about myself. I've grown. I know what I love. I know what I don't. I, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to keep learning, right? But this journey through a breakup, it doesn't have to be all bad. There are bad days. There are good days. There are hard days you know, but I really think there can be so much beauty that comes from a breakup if you allow yourself to believe that and and lean into that. So I really just want to end with, if you guys are, if someone out there, if you are going through a breakup and you're struggling, I just want to send my love to you. I know that I struggled for for a long time, but you're going to be okay. I remember hearing people tell me like, it's going to get easier. It's going to get better. You know, every day is a little bit better. I remember being so annoyed when I would hear that, but it is the absolute truth and you are so much stronger than you think and just keep 
keep at it. Keep at the journey. Date yourself. Figure out yourself. Figure out what you want. What makes you happy? You know, and it's really just going to go up from here. Everything happens for a reason. And you never know what this breakup is going to be a catalyst for. But I know that one day you're going to look back at it and it's all going to make sense. And I just hope you get to that day. But don't wish away the journey. It's my biggest thing. You know, don't wish away the journey because it's it's going to be epic. <laughs> and that's really all I have for you guys today. Again, if you know somebody going through a breakup or loss or something, you know, please send them this episode. Uh, I'd love to know what you thought. If you are going through it, if you listened to this and just vibed and resonated, please send me a message. Please, please, please shoot me a message. Screenshot this episode. Post it on your social media. Now everyone on Instagram can do links, the little link button. So link it in your Instagram story so people can tap on it and listen. You know, that would mean the world to me. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And you'll hear from me next time on the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. Bye, y'all. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area. <laughs>